Are you fast, Frank? Yeah, I'm pretty fast. How fast? Eh, pretty fast. I don't know that pretty fast is a really measurement of speed. You can't just say it, put a sign on the side of the road that says, don't go pretty fast. You can go fast, but don't go pretty fast. So I guess I go 20 or 30 miles an hour. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think you do. Running? No, in or a car. Or when you're in a car. <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> or on a bicycle. Actually, I go 70 usually in a car. I'm Kyle Hyman. And I'm his son, Frank. And this is Catholicism with my kid. So, Frank, today I want to talk about fasting. Okay? What do you know about fasting? You don't eat much. Okay. Why? Because you're giving up for Jesus. Okay. Why would he want us to not eat much? Just to give us something to do? Mm. You guys look too happy. You should give something up. For me. Mm, nah, I don't think that's what it is. So, the church has a couple different expectations for us for fasting. Do you have any idea when we're supposed to fast? In Lent. Okay. Specifically when in Lent? Specifically Friday. Okay. Good Friday. Good Friday. Friday's in Lent. And what starts Lent? Sunday? No. Wednesday? Ash Wednesday. Yes, I got it. (laughs) First try. Okay. (laughs) So I think it's anybody over the age of 14 is supposed to give up meat on Ash Wednesday and then Fridays during Lent. Good Friday. And then anybody... What about Black Friday? (laughs) Black Friday has nothing to do with the church. Black Friday is when people spend a lot of money after Thanksgiving. But why do they spend a lot of money? Good Friday and Black Friday are completely different things. They, They could not be more opposite. So then anybody from 18 to 59 is supposed to do small meals on those days as well. So two small meals and one normal meal. So fasting is when we give something up so that we can get something spiritual out of it. We give up a physical comfort so that we can gain a spiritual benefit. And feasting is eating a lot. Right. Well, that's the cool thing about the church. There's times of fasting and times of feasting. Like Christmas and Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving isn't really a church holiday. Christmas is, though. We should be thankful for things, so it's a good thing to celebrate. Easter is a feasting. Easter, right. But today I want to talk more about the fasting. Maybe we'll do another episode on feasting. Yeah, yum yum. (laughs) So we give something up, we make a sacrifice. A lot of times we take for granted the gifts that God gives us. So we are very fortunate, you and I are very fortunate that we always have food. We have enough money that we can afford food. And that's not something that we struggle with. But there are many people in the world that go without sometimes, right? Yeah. And so sometimes we can just get so used to having what we need, especially food-wise, that we forget that it's a gift from God. If only we had food six days a week, we'd appreciate those days that we had food, right? Because we would go without for one day and we'd say, oh man, it sure is nice whenever I have food on my plate. Yeah. In so, your tummy. Fasting is a time for us to remember this is a gift from God. God gives us everything in this world, including the food that we can eat. And so it helps us to appreciate that better. Okay. 
but it also helps us to put into balance our physical needs versus spiritual needs. By going without food for a period of time, we're able to tell our desires. You can say, you know what? You don't always need to get what you want. Yeah, and we're able to get control over our desires. And desiring food is not a bad thing unless it's desiring excess food. I desire food. If you desire a dozen donuts every meal, that's a bad thing. You need to put those desires in check. You know, you need to control those desires. But there are other desires that we have, other temptations, is it maybe another way to say it, that are not healthy are not good for us. And so by controlling our desires, we're training ourselves in a way to be able to have self-control. What do you think is the difference between temporal needs and eternal? Temporal you'll need for a few days, eternal you'll need forever. Yeah, so temporary uh-huh. means for a little bit. Eternally means forever. Right, very good. So the temporal needs, our temporal desires, our temporal inclinations are all things of this earth. They're all going to eventually go away. But our eternal desire is to be with God and that's forever. So there's a time when Jesus meets a woman at a well and talks about the water that you drink is going to satisfy you for a little bit, but eventually you're going to be thirsty again. He talks about himself as being this eternal gift that when we have Jesus, that's something that fills us up forever. By sacrificing, by fasting on some of these things that will make us happy for a little bit, we're better able to remember that these things are just temporary. You eat something that's delicious, like, man, that is great. But in an hour, that flavor's gone. Five hours, you're hungry again. Or maybe in your case, 30 minutes. Yeah. Maybe 20. Right. So those things only satisfy us for a moment, but God can satisfy us forever. So by fasting, we kind of remember like this is just a temporary pleasure. This is a temporary comfort, but we really need to orient ourselves and to remember about the eternal. Remember that God is what ultimately can satisfy our desires. So the other thing I mentioned fasting during Lent, but also the church asks us to give up meat every Friday of the year, unless it's a, a big feast day. And that's something that used to be practiced throughout the church, that everybody would, all Catholics, would give up meat on Fridays throughout the whole year. But they've kind of changed it where you can substitute something else on that Friday. So a lot of Catholics don't give up meat on Friday anymore. It's something that we try to do as a family, isn't it? Yeah. So we give up meat on all Fridays, but for some people that isn't a sacrifice because maybe you really like fish. We like fish. Maybe you want to do something different. Maybe there's something that'd be more spiritually beneficial for you to give up, to sacrifice. And so somebody else might not watch movies on Fridays. Maybe that's their sacrifice, but hopefully we'd all make some kind of a sacrifice on Fridays. Because that's what the church asks us to do, and it's how we can help remember that Jesus died on a Friday and helps us to remember that. So there's all kinds of different times in the Bible where it talks about fasting. There's times in the Old Testament where different prophets and holy people, they fasted. And it can be done, one, as 
recognizing my sins. So I want to fast as a penance for my sins. Or it can be as part of a prayer request. Lord, please help me in this situation. And I want to fast as part of that prayer. Or it can be just part of our our spiritual journey to recognize our dependence on God. And for example, there's this time where the disciples are trying to cast out a demon out of someone. And they say some things can only be accomplished through prayer and fasting. So it's something that we can do with our prayer. And some say that fasting without prayer is just a diet. Have you ever heard that? Nah. (laughs) Well, the church isn't asking us to diet. The point isn't to lose weight. The point isn't to be more healthy, although those can both be positive things. But it's to help us with our spiritual life, which is a different aspect. And if you're not praying with your fasting, then it's just some kind of a hoop that we're jumping through. So we need to unite our fasting, unite our sacrifices with God's ultimate sacrifice. And we need to do that through prayer. There's another reading, and I want you to read this here. It's from Matthew chapter 6, verse 16. And just read that first half of the sentence. When you fast, do not look gloomy. Okay. So, first of all, who's saying that, do you think? Hmm. Jesus. Right. So, Jesus is telling them what? When you fast, do not look gloomy. Okay. So, what do you think that means? Hmm. <laughs> well, when you're fasting, do not act like you're upset about it. Mm-hmm. And that you don't like it. Right. Even though you don't. Yeah, so even though it might be hard, even though it's not enjoyable, you should still be joyful and not try to attract attention to yourself saying like, oh, this is so hard. I'm making such a huge sacrifice, right? Because then it can become about pride sometimes to make other people see that you're fasting and make a big deal about it, right? But what was the first word? When. When, okay. So what does that mean? It means while or during. Okay. It doesn't mean if you fast. Right? When? So there's an expectation. When you fast. Like, I'm expecting that you will fast. So when you fast, if I said, when you sweep the floor, make sure sure to pull the chairs out from under the island, there's an expectation that you are going to sweep the floor. So what I'm saying is, Jesus is expecting that the disciples will fast because it's a way that we can grow spiritually. It's a way that we can grow in our faith. It's a way that we can be better people and have more powerful prayer life. So there's an expectation of fasting. He didn't say if you fast. He said when. When, yeah. You're going to fast. When you fast, don't look gloomy. Okay. So I could give other examples in the Bible of when Jesus or others are talking about fasting. Or even when Jesus himself went into the desert for 40 days and fasted, right? Or John the Baptist, both of them, before they started their ministry, they fasted and it helped them to prepare. It's something that we can do throughout our lives. We can give something up. It could be food. It could be technology. It could be sweets. It could be something that you enjoy doing. And you just want to say, you know what? I'm going to go this day or this week or this month without that thing. Or this decade. Or even just this the next couple hours, you know, or I'm not going to do this one thing for the rest of my life. Or instead of playing a video game for 15 minutes, I'm going to read the Bible for 15 minutes. 
It's a way of giving up something that you enjoy to grow spiritually. So there's all kinds of different ways that you can do it. The church actually doesn't require that kids do this because you're young, you're growing, you're healthy, you need energy. So it's not good for you to deprive yourself from food. You're a healthy kid. You don't eat too much food to begin with. It can be dangerous sometimes for young people or sick people or elderly people to go without food very long. But there's things that we can do that we can give up that is still healthy, not only physically, but spiritually also. Have you fasted? Yeah. Yeah? Is it hard? Yes. What's one way that you've fasted? Well, in Lent I gave up sweet except for Sundays. Was that hard? Yes, it was hard. Yeah. Because every night I asked someone, can I have dessert? (laughs) Because you were in the habit of having dessert after dinner. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think that it helps your relationship with God at all? Mm. Were you able to turn that into a prayer? I don't know. I think that's that's the tricky part. And that, I think a lot of times we can be like, oh, yeah, I'll give this up. Or, yeah, we'll have fish on Fridays or whatever. I don't know how you can make candy into prayer, but. Well, whenever you want a piece of candy, you just say, you know what? I'm offering this up. I'm going to give this, give this up for you, God, and make this sacrifice to help me remember that this life is temporary, but my relationship with you is forever. Sure, I'll do that next time. Okay. Well, good. Well, thanks for joining me, Frank. You're welcome. Did you learn something today? Yeah. What did you learn? What fasting actually means in the definition. Okay. Good. You know why robbers don't try to steal things from Catholics during Lent? Why? Because they fast. I don't think anybody believes that that was a real laugh. Can you give me a little piece of wisdom? Your smile. That's your wisdom. Don't look gloomy. Because <laughs> if you look gloomy, no one is happy. Oh. Everyone is gloomy. If you're happy, everyone's happy. That's my piece of wisdom. You know what Mother Teresa said... Let us always meet each other with a smile, for the smile is the beginning of love. Right? Yeah. So don't be gloomy. Smile. Be happy. Be joyful. Even if you're fasting. Very big words for a very big man. (laughs) I'm a big man or you're a big man? You're a big man. Okay. What about you? Me, I'm a small man. Okay. Thanks, Frank. You're welcome. Frank is signing off now. This is a Spoke Street podcast. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com.